Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And let me tell you, there's no music because... The fine folks at Rogue Amoeba, I updated my Fargo soundboard program and all of my soundboards disappeared and it left me with their soundboards. It's fun. Not sure what happened, but I'll have to look into what happened later because I want to get this thing recorded. Um, This is actually, I just finished a recording that was 23 minutes long. It didn't go well, so hopefully this one will go much, much better. Fingers crossed. Things that I like, The Good Place, uh, it's a show on NBC, you can watch it on Netflix, you can watch new episodes on Hulu, basically it serves Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, and a bunch of other really good people, um, excellent actors, and they go to what the afterlife is, The Good Place, in this case, and the show, some of the lines are kind of cheesy, but it's so earnest, it's just a really good show, um, very good actors, very funny, very clever. I highly suggest it. I want to thank all the Patreon supporters because uh, you help make this show possible. I really appreciate your support. It's paying most of the hosting fees for the the podcast now, so that's great. Um, a little over, I think it's like fifty five percent of the hosting fees. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. If you want to win a SpaceX Dragon capsule coffee mug. I am giving one away. So all you have to do is leave a review and then email me that you left the review and I'll put you into the the contest or become a Patreon supporter or be a Patreon supporter and you get entered for, you just automatically entered, whether you want to be or not. Okay, let's start off. Videos. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration has awarded the Model 3 the highest safety rating in every category, which is five stars here in the United States. Um, So if you want to see a Model 3 get the tar beat out of it for testing purposes, uh, I put the video in there in the show notes. And take a look at the show notes because I actually spend some time trying to get those formatted and organized. So if you want to pick on something like this video... You just click on the link and it takes you to where you need to go. Uh, there's a drone fly over the Gigafactory. I haven't watched the whole thing, so something. hopefully there's not something really inappropriate at the end of the video. Uh, but it goes over the Gigafactory and shows the solar array, and it's pretty cool. And then Top Gear, there's a clip of Top Gear, and they take a look at the Model 3. That's all in the video section. And this next one I'm going to put in the video. The last time I tried to do this... 
podcast, the 23 minute version. Um, I, I played this video and I ultimately I decided, you know what, I'm just going to summarize. And this came from the CNBC. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to watch the video. This came from CNBC and it's Bob Lutz. And if you don't know who Bob Lutz is, he, I think he worked for the big three car companies, but he definitely worked for Ford and, and Chevy or GM. Um, and he is a Tesla Elon detractor. I don't think he's a hater. I just think he's he doesn't really care for them. Uh, but he says Tesla's heading for the graveyard. Um, I don't think that that's the case. Uh, at one point, he did call. I think this is interesting. Elon, a nice guy who doesn't know how to run a car company. And rather than go into the video, let's talk about that a little bit. Because he does say in the video that Tesla has no advantage in terms of software, technology, um, the cars themselves uh, over any other company. They have no advantage, which I think is completely untrue. And we've talked about this in the past, but I think it's important to bring it up again. So if Tesla spun out, it's uh, the technology that it uses to build the cars or the technology that it uses for the cars, like the autopilot or the manufacturing process that they're working on. If they spun that all out, uh, you would have several probably successful companies because they would work they would be selling their product to more than one company whereas tesla is just doing it all internally so that's one thing you have all that um, technology there as far as even the security stuff that they are open sourcing uh, even that stuff is is huge and we'll talk more about security in a little bit uh, but then you have Solar City. You have the utility installations they're doing, the residential installations, the battery storage, both utility and um, and uh, utility industrial and residential. So I don't see how they're heading towards a graveyard. But he said. Uh, Bob Lutz said that Elon doesn't know how to run a car company. And that's true because I don't think he's trying to run a car company. This is my point. I think he's trying to run a car successful uh, technology company. And in order to do that, they're just reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting into the company. And, yeah, it's they're, they're hemorrhaging money right now. I don't know if it's hemorrhaging, but they're definitely spending more than they have. We'll see this next quarter if they're profitable or not. Um, one of the other things is that he, Bob Lutz talks about how, uh, GM, Audi, Mercedes, they're at Porsche, they're building these electric cars so that they could use them. They can sell them at a loss. So they get the credits for the internal combustion engine cars at the higher end, like the pickup trucks for Ford, for instance, and the high end, uh, SUVs for like Mercedes and BMW they're going to sell their cars at a loss so that they can make it up on these, these internal combustion cars. And Tesla doesn't have these internal combustion cars. They only have the electric cars. I don't know that I need to explain this, but if you are selling something at a loss, you are going to put the bare minimum, maybe a little bit more into that vehicle to make it appealing and that's it. You're, you're, if you're selling at a loss, you're not going to do anything else with it. I think the last quarter, the Chevy Bolts sold like 1,500 cars total. 
I mean, that's ridiculous. That's that's a teeny tiny number. So these car companies, yes, they're playing, paying lip service that they're um, getting into electric, into the electric uh, revolution. I guess they're <laughs> they're building electric cars, but in reality, right now their profit center is in ICE cars. It's very hard to change that focus from this is making me money and a lot of money right now versus in 10 years, this might be the thing that's making me money because the stock market is all about how did you do this quarter? Not how did you do, how are you going to do in in six years? How'd you do this quarter? So there, I think there's a couple of different things. There's that mindset that people are stuck in and that are leading these companies. And then you have, um, with that mindset, you have um, external pressures to make money and not to lose money. So it's very hard for them to to transition, I think, a lot harder than it seems, not to mention the fact that they need to do the R&D and all that other stuff, uh, to transition into a fully electric company. Now you have a company like Volkswagen that basically just, you know, they just they completely... Um, screwed up like to the point where the only way out is to say hey we're going all electric no more internal combustion engines at all we're going to talk more about Volkswagen later but I I think what this is if you look if maybe I'm wrong on this but if you think back when YouTube was started to be a thing which was I don't know 2006 something like that Um, and Viacom was taking all of the TV shows, all of its TV shows off of YouTube, and they were suing YouTube and all this other stuff, but people really wanted to watch those shows. It took a while, and it took those... It took younger people to get more established in the company to bring up this is probably a good idea on some level, maybe not on YouTube, but somewhere it's a good idea to put videos up online so that people can watch them. Um, But in... The, the current uh, group that was running the companies, they get so much more money from the DVD sales at the time. I don't know what they get now. They got so much more money from the DVD sales, and so that wasn't something that they were interested in doing. DVDs, syndication, you know, current running shows, they want to protect that property. And now, as, you know, 10 or 11 years later, we're moved into a, a place where that's that's commonplace. So I think 10 or 11 years from now, I think Bob Lutz is right. Um, these electric car companies are these car companies are going to become more electric car, more of an electric car company, maybe not even be an internal combustion company, uh, selling internal combustion cars at all, but it's going to take time. It's not, it's, Tesla's not uh, going anywhere anytime soon. Now, Tesla is under investigation uh, from the SEC, Department of Justice, that kind of thing. And one of the things that Bob Lutz probably made a fair point in, because I don't know, uh, but they're going to have a hard time if they're under investigation, getting the SEC to approve them for to raise more money. So that might be a thing. But we'll see what happens at the end of September, whether or not Tesla's profitable or not. Moving on, because that was really long. Hopefully it was informative. 
Moving on, Lucid Motors received $1 billion, or at least $1 billion, over $1 billion investment from Saudi Arabia's public information, or excuse me, public investment fund. Uh, this is going to allow them to build their factory in Casa Grande, Arizona, which is not too far from where I live now. Uh, I think initially it was going to be like they were looking at $350 million to build the factory, and then they were going to use some uh, buildings in that area, warehouses, lease some space um, so that they had the main factory, and then they can like truck parts into that main factory. And then on the other side comes the Lucid air um the lucid air is a beautiful car i've sat in it i've talked to the team they're really nice folks it is a a very ambitious car it is but it's absolutely gorgeous on the inside it's also an extremely expensive car i'm gonna say i don't know that they've ever set a price but i'm gonna say probably in the hundred and sixty thousand dollar range maybe a little less if you get the base model like the base model of the expensive model Eventually, they're planning on coming out with a Lucid Air that is more affordable. I don't know if they're going to call it Lucid Air, but they're going to. It'll be more affordable, and it'll be in the sixty thousand dollar range, which you know, forget about it. Sixty thousand dollars is not affordable for a lot of people, me included. Um, but I'm very excited, and this is one thing that bugs me. And I don't know if I've talked about it this version of the podcast or one of the other many versions I've done to this point. Uh. Can we stop saying Tesla killer? It's like saying the iPhone killer. It's no killer. There's plenty of room in the market for everybody. Like if if BMW or Lucid or if Faraday Future, if any of these companies succeed, that's great. It's not going to kill Tesla because they succeed. Because there's plenty of people who want to buy a BMW because they've bought BMWs their entire adult, adult lives. And they're just going to buy a BMW no matter what. And the same thing with Tesla, the same thing. You might be able to sway some people here or there, but people who are brand loyal, they're just going to be brand loyal. Next up, Audi. They showed off their Audi e-tron crossover, and this is a really beautiful car. It looks very Audi inside and out. Um, it's it's really pretty, really well done. The car is going to start at $75,000. Um if you want one of the first editions, that's going to be $87,695. But for that extra cost, you get 21-inch wheels and orange brake calipers because, you know, that's worth the extra $12,000. I'm sure there's probably something else you get. Um, it's going to come with a 95-kilowatt-hour battery, which will have a range of 248 miles. But eventually, Audi wants to get a 150-kilowatt-hour battery. Uh, that will support fast charging. I think it was 80% of uh, the battery charged within 30 minutes, which is pretty impressive. The car goes on sale the second quarter of 2019. You can reserve one if you want uh, with a $1,000 deposit. Next up, Inside EV, Stephen Loveday. Security researchers at, this is long, so forgive me, Computer Security and Industrial Cryptography Research Group at the University of Leuven, Belgium, hacked a Model S key fob in seconds. Now, I'm going to guess that the Model S key fob and the Model X key fob, they didn't say Model X, but I'm assuming those two share common technologies. That's an assumption. 
If you don't know what a key fob is, is it allows you to unlock your door and start your car. It's a little thing you put in your pocket. Tesla's looks like a little Tesla car. Um, so basically the researchers just clone the key fob. This is not unusual that it's been going on for a while. And I'm guessing that they worked on it for quite a while to get it down to seconds. So um, let's not uh, let's not get the fear mongering going here. But basically, uh, a gentleman in the video drives to a supercharger, parks, charges his car, gets out, decides to go look at the beautiful ocean, and leaves. And then you have uh, let's just call him the thief guy comes up. And he's holding in his hands, it kind of looks like a 1950s box film camera with a bunch of wires attached to it. Really awkward. He comes up, he puts it next to the car, collects some information from the car. Next, because, you know, he can't get in just from that, he goes to the owner. And the owner does not obviously see that this guy is holding all of this equipment and awkwardly scanning this guy's pocket for the, the information from the key fob, but that happens within seconds. All very awkward. And then finally the, teeth, the thief goes back to the Tesla, uses his magic camera to unlock the car, gets inside and drives away. Tesla and the company that makes the fob, they've been notified of the hack and I'm sure they've either fi um, fixed the problem or they're in the process of fixing the problem. I don't think this is out in the wild. This is probably just something that uh, some researchers found out. It makes kind of a cool video and uh, gets some headlines. Next up, this comes from Simon Alvarez and Fred Lambert, two different stories. The first one is no more free supercharging for the Model S and Model X. Of course, Model 3 didn't have free supercharging anyway. Now when you buy any of either of those two cars, you'll get a $100 supercharger credit. Uh, I don't know if this is renewing every year like the Model 3s does, or if it's just you get $100 and that's it. Uh, Tesla said that it's no longer offering this program, no longer free supercharging ever. Well, except for the referral program, you can still give free supercharging to somebody. Technically, Tesla can pull a Disney and pull this program out of the vault and sell more cars with it. Say, you know, for the next... 30 days if you order the Model 3 Performance, you'll get free supercharging or whatever if they need to make a little extra money towards for the end of the month or the end of the quarter, excuse me. And in a related article related to superchargers, Tesla's increasing the supercharger idle fee to help discourage owners who just leave their car at the supercharger long after their car is charged. Uh, the fee has, is doubling to $0.50 cents per minute if the vehicle is at least 50% occupied. I don't think, if there's nobody there and you're the only car there, I don't think you get charged anything. Uh, but if it's at least 50% occupied, then you're going to get charged $0.50 cents per minute, which is pretty significant. Uh, if the superchargers, if they're 100% full and you just leave your car there, it's going to be $1 per minute, which is, that could be really significant. Let's see, Simon Alvarez, okay, <laughs> from Tesla Roddy. A Model X owner, O'Neill Karup, Karup uh, in Texas, he was involved in a really weird crash. So a drug enforcement plane flying over Sugarland, Texas area 
experienced a mechanical problem, problem, the pilot decided to make a landing on a roadway. The wing clipped some power lines, struck some vehicles, and one of the vehicles happened to be a Model X. Now, thankfully, the pilot was not injured. There was somebody that was injured. I don't know if they were in the plane or in a car. It doesn't sound like it was serious. But this was a big story. But when I first read the headline and the way it was kind of presented in multiple stories was that a plane crashed into a Model X. And that's not the case. It's a plane tried to land, hit some power poles, hit some other cars, and oh, by the way, also hit a Model X at the same time. So it makes it sound like it's something that it's not the headlines do. Simon Alvarez's headline didn't really was the best out of all of them, so I decided to give him credit. Plus, I like his writing. But uh, yeah, don't you know, don't fall for the hype. Like I do, I often fall for the hype. So let's get to the news section. This news section is all going to be about Volkswagen. We have been talking about Elon's. Uh, misdeeds for a while now I figured you know we'll just kind of lay off that for a little while and Volkswagen had lots of news so this is coming from Inside EV's Mark Kane uh, Fred Lambert and Green Car Reports Eric Everts this was an amalgamation of their articles first of all VW's new slogan is electric for all they showed off its MEB EV platform which is basically the chassis they're going to use on their cars, their new uh, ID vehicles. But it stands for Modular Electric Drive Matrix, MEB. Go figure. Um, but basically, it's just the car chassis. It's going to support fast charging, 80% in 20 minutes. Um, and the cars will have a range of about 250 miles. VW's right now, they're planning on building 27 EVs based on this platform announced EVs based on this platform because they have yet to announce 22 more models. Um, and that seems like, doesn't doesn't 50, 49 models seem like a lot of different cars for VW? And at first I was like, well, maybe they're using them for Audi and Porsche, but we'll talk about that in a second because they're not. Um, but we should start seeing these ID cars starting in 2019. Um, VW's luxury brands, Porsche and Audi, they're going to have their own EV architectures, uh, and those are going to be for larger and more powerful vehicles. Right now, Audi has the C-BEV, C-BEV, and Porsche has the J1. Uh, right now, there are 850 engineers working on electrifying Audis and Porsches, which is not an insignificant number. I would be curious to see where their progress is because I know that you know the Porsche has its electric vehicle that's coming out four door. I think it's, it's not very, I don't, I'm not super excited about it. Um, and then you have this Audi, which actually I, I am quite excited about. I just can't afford $75,000. It's a nice car. I'd love to own one. Uh, VW is also partnering with QuantumScape. They're a solid, uh, state battery company. Um, and they want to get VW wants to have solid state batteries in their cars by 2025. Uh, they've already in VW, when I say they, VWs are invested a hundred million dollars in quantum scape. Um, and this makes sense. If it doesn't pan out, it's no big deal. It's business as usual for VW. A hundred million dollars is nothing to this company. But if it does pan out, it stands to place VW at the cutting edge of battery technology, which just gives them a nice leg up. If they can make their, their interior, 
not the fit and finish. VW's always been great with fit and finish. At least all the VWs I've owned were fantastic with fit and finish. But the like the infotainment system, the way that it's displaying, if they can make it look futuristic, make it look um, elegant like a, a Volkswagen, but also add some of those cool things that Tesla has, I think it's going to be really compelling in 2025 for these electric vehicles. But if it doesn't pan out, no big deal. They just go back to using their normal batteries and life goes on until the solid state thing gets figured out, which is really hard. They also unveiled VW some new commercial vehicles at the IAA commercial vehicle show in Hanover. I'm guessing that's in Germany because it didn't say which country it was in. But we have the ID Cargo Buzz, which is basically VW's microbus and outfitted to look like a cargo van. Pretty cool looking though. Probably one and a half times as expensive as the ID Buzz, which by the way, I would love to own. Um, we'll have to see how much that costs. It's uh, Let's see. One of the other things they announced was the ABT e-transporter, which is basically a, if you've ever seen a VW Eurovan, that's what it is. It's just electric. And they announced the ABT e-caddy, which is similar to the transporter we just talked about, just smaller. And then one of the coolest things, and I can really see this going, um, is the cargo e-bike, which is an electric trike with pedals. So it's a electric bicycle with pedals. It's got two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back. In between the two wheels in the front is a little platform to stack boxes or whatever cargo you want to put on there, chair, whatever. It's a very cool concept. So you have things like when the Diamond Packs, Diamond Packs, when the Diamond Backs or the Phoenix Suns, when they play downtown, you can get, um, oh, what's it called? The little bike and that has the seats on the front for you to drive around on. Uh, brain's dead. Anyway, you can get one of those. Um, it, the name's just right on the top of my tongue. Uh, transport taxis. Let's see here. Sorry for this boringness. Rickshaw. There we go. Rickshaw. Cycle rickshaw. So I can see that being used as rickshaws, you know, all over the world, or um, it could be used as a way to transport things in a big city like Bangkok, for instance, or uh, places in India. This could be very beneficial. I think this is really cool, and it'll be really interesting to see how much money these things are going to cost. Because, like, right now, we have, like at the fire department, we have a... A, a razor, I think, as our medic cart. So two people sit in the razor. Um, they drive around. It's fun to drive around. It goes fast. Uh, but big city events that we have, you know, people get in that thing and drive it around um, and go from, you know, they're basically there to take calls, Band-Aid calls is what we call them. Something that's not serious enough to send a million-dollar fire truck or $750,000 fire truck out and just can be handled because somebody needs something. Um, or if there's something more serious, they can get there first to start um, mitigating the problem until the fire truck can get there. And it's usually staffed with fire department personnel, at least in our department is. Um, but I could see a, a world where you have this bike 
this cargo e-bike, you have all of your medical equipment on there and you're just cruising around because it is kind of hard when there's a ton of people on the 4th of July driving that razor to different places because people are in your way. If you can get a little bike that's a little bit more uh, uh, nimble and can get into smaller spaces, plus you can use the electric part of it to assist you as you're pedaling, it's pretty compelling. I think so anyway, for a lot of different reasons, but that's my reason it's compelling. So we'll see on that. I think that's probably one of the more exciting things they announced. Uh, just a reminder, VW is committed, has committed to spending $7 billion to make the switch to electric. And I'll leave you with VW Group's chief, Herbert Dice. He says, this is his quote, the burden for our company, such as the cost of bringing to market electric cars, will be higher than expected. He said, this is, particularly since, this is particularly so since some of our competitors have been making more progress. When talking, uh, this is what he said when talking about competitors. I think this is, um, this, I think this is VW showing a realistic outlook on what's going on. You have, VW owns Porsche. So you have the Porsche that's coming out. That's something that's big. VW owns Audi. You have the Audi that's coming out. But you also have the Jaguar. You have uh, BMWs a little bit of ways away from uh, releasing their new Vision, I think it's called. Uh, don't quote me on that. Mercedes is a little bit away from releasing its thing. So I think this is a realistic outlook. It's not just, you know, hey, Tesla, we're coming for you. It's we're, we're, we're far behind and we need to work harder to to get up to speed to make this a compelling offering. And in that, that is going to make, effectively, if VW goes to all-electric, it's going to make two big all-electric vehicle manufacturers. And that's going to create some more competition. That's going to light a fire underneath Tesla and vice versa to all the other companies that are out there that are starting up, um, like the San Francisco company. I think it's called San Francisco. You have uh, Nikola, which does trucks. Um Faraday Future, Lucid, all these companies that are building these cars, Neo, um, that's going to light a fire under them to do better and outdo one another. And who wins? Eventually, we win if they can get the cost down to something that the normal person can afford. We win. So I think this is good. I think it's a positive. Um, I think it's very positive for the electric vehicle market. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. That's it. That's the whole podcast. It still went a little longer than I wanted it to, 29 minutes. But my goal is always um, between 20 and 30 minutes. So we went a little short last week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. If you want to um, email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. That's 918digital.com. You can follow me on Twitter at 918 digital. If you want to support the show on Patreon, go to patreon.com uh, forward slash kilowatt. And that's it. That's the whole show. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week for sure. Next week, the next two weeks, I have a bunch of things going over the weekend. So the next two weeks will be recorded a little bit early, but um, still be released on Friday. So I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. And have a great day.
dun, 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 dun. I don't even know if that's how my outro music goes. Anyway, outro music, outro music, outro music. Have a great day. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.